Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 76 of the Holding Court Podcast. Today, we are talking about mental health with Ilana Grinas, licensed marriage and family therapist. She runs a social media platform called Daily Therapy Dose and has a private practice in Los Angeles that focuses on depression, anxiety, and all things sexual wellness. We're covering morning routines, friendship breakups, managing your energy, setting healthy boundaries, and sharing tips for handling anxiety in the moment. All coming up right now on Holding Court. We're back. Hello. I am here with Ilana. Your favorite mental health awareness duo is back. Woo! And we are discussing all things mental health. It's May. It is. We actually had our first episode together last year for May and it's Mental Health Awareness Month. Dodgers actually had Mental Health Awareness Day on Sunday. We had some ideas. We did. They, okay, so they did, it was part of the ticket package where you buy a special ticket and they, I think you got to give away a teddy bear, Mm -hmm. the mental health awareness bear. And they posted a slide with some resources. Sources. To their story. Yes. We think we could, we, it's good. It's a great start. We're super happy to see that on the schedule, getting everything going, getting the conversation going. We enjoyed it, but I think we have some ideas, Um, but it was good. I think seeing that on the Dodgers story, letting people know that if they're struggling, they're not alone and feeling comfortable to reach out for help. So maybe we'll brainstorm and toss them some ideas and maybe make it bigger and better. Yes. And I think that we, we went with the intention to see what mental health awareness day at the Dodgers looked like so that we could strategize about what to talk about today on this podcast in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month. And that kind of catapulted us into posting <laughs> posting on your story today, yes. asking what what your audience is interested in hearing more about in the mental health domain. And wow. Yeah. Overwhelming response. We actually had to sort through them. I'm going to leave it up. I just posted it about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. And so we pulled some of them already, but we are going to have to do another episode to get to everything. And I love that. I also wonder, I, I love that it was the kind of like you could give a discreet response to it and send me the message. I wonder if I posted it on my page as a static, if people would have felt comfortable, but either way, people are very eager to get some answers, get some support, get some ideas to help them through whatever they're dealing with, or maybe a friend is dealing with or a partner is dealing with. So you yeah. love to see it. I, I was so thrilled. I just have to say, I'm so happy that your followers are so mental health aligned and excited to get answers to these questions, but also it just shows that the conversation about mental health is starting mm-hmm. and then people want to have it, but also want to access resources. So we will definitely be getting to resources today. I know so many people asked you for mental health resources and accessing to them, but I I was just so, so happy and so happy to see that it was so many positive messages. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of good things coming our way. I, it's, I, I know there's still such a stigma, but we're going to do our best to break through it. I know I've always been open about mental health and me going to therapy and even just offering that up. There's been so many people that have wrote me and just said, oh my gosh, I'm glad that you were you know, comfortable enough to share that. And I think everyone in my friend group, not to like out all my friends, but we're having the same conversations and it's exciting because 
there was a time when you don't talk about this, like our parents' mm-hmm. generation, like non-existent yeah. and it was shunned and it was private. And if someone was going through something or something horrible happened, it was like, okay, throw, you know, the sheet over it. Don't talk about it. Don't discuss it. Like it's embarrassing for a family to have someone going through a mental health struggle and it's so different now. And, and I'm just happy to join in the conversation and keep it going. And I'm so thankful that you are a part of that. I think that the destigmatization of mental health is a long way. We have a long ways to go, but there are things on Instagram like post your medication or et cetera. And I think that that is making the movement better and like moving it forward. I also think that platforms like Instagram and TikTok where people openly talk about going to therapy, I think we need to make therapy just as cool as going to the gym, right? Like you see everyone posting selfies after going to the gym. Your physical health is just as important, if not your mental health, sorry, is just as important, if not more important than your physical health. Mm -hmm. So how do we get mental health to be that cool that you're like, just, just saw my therapist posted a selfie. Um, (laughs) Oh yeah. The posts. Yeah. Well, it's funny because sometimes I'll just be talking to someone that I don't really know that well. And they'll ask if I can do a phone call at a certain time and I will just fully offer up. No, I actually have therapy at that time. Mm. And I think sometimes they're probably like, Oh my gosh, she really like, I Mm -hmm. need to know your private life, but I do it because of this exact reason people to not feel like, Oh my gosh, I'm like invading your privacy by Mm -hmm. knowing knowing that, like I have, I mean, you see it, my calendar out, it's on my calendar. <laughs> I'm, and it's fine. And, and it's like you said, like, well, TikTok, there's a lot of shit on TikTok and a lot of shit on Instagram, but if this can be one of the positive yes. things that we can pull from that. And I will applaud the younger generation. They are getting their finger on the pulse with this and keeping the conversation going. So I'm all for that. Well, we'll get into our first prompt because it's actually It's a good way to start. Yes. And I've talked about this before and I am bad at this, but I'm working on it. But someone asked tips for your morning routine, the best way to start your day, create that healthy mental health space. I'm bad about, (laughs) it's a problem with me because the second I wake up, well, Mm -hmm. obviously your alarm is on your phone, right? It doesn't have to be, but Mm -hmm. we'll get into that. Yep. Your alarm's on your phone. You grab your phone. You wake up. And what do you see? Emails, messages, everything already coming at you, especially Monday morning, first thing. And I already feel like I am behind. Mm-hmm. I already feel like I owe people things. I already feel like I'm late on responding, especially emails coming in from different parts of the country where it's mm-hmm. already later in the day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to hit the ground running. And then I just put aside everything that I need to do to Mm -hmm. respond to these. And so I'm trying to get better and better about being like, you know what, I'm going to get to them after I do my morning routine, which consists of us waking up, we make the bed together, we take the dogs for a walk, Mm -hmm. and then we sit down, we make breakfast together, and we do the crossword and the LA Times. Love it. And it was Wordle. We do the Wordle as well, but that's very quick. But the LA Times crossword is our thing. And the days that we don't do that routine or it doesn't get to happen, it just, if everything is off. And even like we will notice it with each other. If I'm on my phone and I'm like rapidly responding to someone, Justin will be like, is everything all right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this person just needed something. And it's that, I know he's not doing it to be like, come on, focus or doing mm-hmm. the crossword or we're doing breakfast, but 
I think he's trying to point out and I'm realizing that, okay, maybe this can wait. And I'm like, why do I need to be available to these people 24 seven and feel like I have to be available and put aside everything that I'm doing? Like, can it wait? Is Mm -hmm. it that urgent? Right. And so I love that someone brought this up and I'm, I'm a work in progress too on this one. So the question was, what are, what are some tips to starting your morning routine to feel your best throughout the day? And I think that you pointed it out. Most of us jump right onto our phone and then forget that there's a whole big world out there. So I think it's super easy. And I think that Justin picks up on perhaps your anxiety and that's what he's reflecting to you. Like, Court, are you really anxious right now looking at all this? I can feel your anxiety. Yeah. He'll be bed. like, what's going on? Is there an emergency? Right. Knowing that I'm just responding to like an email that I need to send and it's not that urgent. And I think that waking up to such high cortisol levels, that stress hormone, like I don't think that that's healthy. And I think so. I, I genuinely don't believe it's realistic to tell everyone, don't jump on your phone. I think everyone, everyone's hooked to their phone. So I think that suggesting let's find different ways to wake up. So perhaps tell your echo, Hey, set my alarm for this time. I do that. So that when I tell her to turn off the alarm, I'm not jumping onto my phone. Mm-hmm. And my partner and I always like cuddle for a few minutes. And then we set a secondary alarm to know that it's time to get out of bed, but it's always the same routine, right? We brush our teeth, we make our bed. It's about getting out of the bed and getting out of that space and creating a habit that really brings you joy before indulging in social media or fast media, so to speak, the fast consumption of media, Mm -hmm. right? Getting your brain hooked onto TikToks that are lasting 30 seconds. Your attention span then shrinks. So I think it's all about creating routines and structures that feel good to you. So I think my mornings are the only sacred time I have before everyone wakes up. So I wake up super early and that's when I do my workout. And I have my Apple watch, but I leave my phone in the car so that Mm. I can track my workout just like you. I need it to. Oh, I've been in the middle of, well, especially through COVID doing home workouts. And I would be in the middle of doing a Pilates workout and my watch would buzz with a a super long text with a request Mm -hmm. for me. And I found myself pausing my workout video and grabbing my phone and answering it. And then once you answer the text, then you're like, oh, let me check my email. Make sure. And I'm like, and Justin was like, just take the time for yourself. Like you carved out that time. And so like, that is such a good one. Yeah. So I, I make morning sacred. So I go to the gym, shout out to Jake, who sees me at 6am every single day. <laughs> Jake. And <laughs> poor him has to deal with me, but that's the only time that I know my clients are asleep. My family's asleep. I can go there. I can be fully present. And then I get home and I make my coffee and I sit down and I write my gratitude list. And I don't know you think that's Hilarious. It just made me laugh. But I, I asked you if you would offer up your gratitude list, but you don't have to. I Yeah, I would. But I do. I do. <laughs> I do write out a gratitude list every single day. And I I purposefully try to write them by hand. So write them paper to pen. Mm-hmm. I like that. It makes me feel more invested in that. And then when I go get in the shower, which hopefully I do every single day. Not me. <laughs> I get. <laughs> it's overrated. <laughs> I get these like little smelly, yummy, smelly things that you put in the shower that like vaporizes. Are they the half circle things? I think they're full circles, but. Oh, I have a half circle. I I got them them in my stocking. Oh, I got them off of Amazon. My point is like some are relaxing, some are invigorating, but to really engage the five senses before I jump into my technology. And we all do. Most of us still work from home or even if you go on your commute, it's just, it's something that transitions you into your day. So I think really creating a morning routine that feels good to you and kind of 
I think hopefully encapsulates all of your senses in some way. Yeah, we have tried. That was actually on my vision board that I made for this year was to try to become a morning person. Oh, because I've never. I'm a night owl naturally. I always would stay up late. My dad stayed up late. My brother stayed up late. My sister stayed up late. My mom was the only one early because she was the teacher. Mm. But she was like, how do you guys do it? We would literally be going to bed at like 2.30 at night. Mm -hmm. And we set out, Justin and I, this year trying to be morning people. Mm -hmm. And I really do. Actually, as much as I love my mornings with Justin, I actually love if I have to be up early for something. Mm. And I have like that extra hour down here. As much as it sucks to wake up early initially, when I'm down here and I have an hour to just, cause it would happen when I was doing my runs for the marathon, mm-hmm. I'd wake up early and I would eat and I would have coffee and like an attempt to like make sure I could go to the bathroom before I go on my long <laughs> runs. And so you wake up and you need to have like that time to like digest your food and get everything ready. And it's so peaceful mm-hmm. and it's so wonderful, but it just, it still doesn't come fully natural to me, but this season we've actually been better because normally his schedule, I mean, we're getting home at midnight. No, I, I mean. And I, then it's like he's back at the field, even for the field at like 11 or 12. You were even like, I saw you're today. already going to the field. I literally felt so bad for him. I was like, you just came home a few hours ago and yeah. you're leaving again. He's like back like he never left. And he just goes in. And but, but I really do. I think it is so important because I think about I woke up late for school always growing mm-hmm. up. And it was that like oh my gosh, I have to grab this, grab this. Oh my gosh, there's the bus. And you're right. like running down the street, like full visual of me, like flailing around and just like starting my day, like stressed and mm-hmm. being like, wait, did I remember to bring this? Did I do this? Did I do that? Like having that time in the morning to set out your day, like I'll make my daily to-do list of right. things that I want to accomplish and just sitting down and going through that. It's a game changer. So I'm, I'm working on it. I mean, if anyone came into your kitchen and saw your one, two, like three calendars plus a, a different cleaning calendar. <laughs> I mean, but maybe that's part of your morning routine, right? Like really yeah. writing it out so that you feel in control of the day. I think that your your morning really dictates the rest of your day. And if you feel in control and not anxious and not super triggered, then perhaps that sets the tone for the day. But I do want to say that if you're having a bad day, you are allowed to tell yourself like, I can choose to restart my day at any moment. So like if the morning is just a crapshoot and you feel like, ugh, you can sit down at some point and just like take a few deep breaths and remind yourself like I can reset this day. These few hours don't dictate the rest of my day, my week, my year. I can reset. Was that the Friends theme song? (laughs) Was it? (laughs) Yes. When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. Oh, I know. Oh, I have to hear it in the in the jingle. Oh my gosh! It just, you started saying it. And it oh, just came so to life it, in my head. I've heard it so many times, but now <laughs> it's part of my my lingo. <laughs> I I know that is true because sometimes I'm like this day is a wash, and I think it doesn't have to be that way. But I do. I know. I often wonder if I'm overscheduled with my calendars, and I've thought about it in therapy where she said to maybe that's why I started the day because Mm -hmm. I have a master to-do list Mm -hmm. of every single thing I need to do ever and looking at that I would feel so overwhelmed so I try to take it in like little bite size and I actually try to focus and say let me just think about this day like one day at a time like I could easily I used to let myself get stressed about things that were weeks and months down Mm -hmm. the road and they would just be sitting in the back of my head like eating away at me and I just try to think get through today and then get through tomorrow. And 
it's hard. And I have to like actively practice this Mm -hmm. does not come naturally, but that's been super helpful for me. I love, I love that you have a visual calendar. I think that that's also really important. Like people need to visually see what they have ahead of them and maybe even check things off, especially people who have like, I love checking a box, a bunch of kids that they're controlling their days and seeing how things work right like Mm -hmm. visually seeing it I think allows you to kind of set yourself up for success but all of these tips and tricks I think you have to try them for yourself and see how they make you feel and hopefully one of them will stick and then you rinse and repeat yeah that's what I'm trying I'm form a habit what do you have to do it 28 times or something 21 really 21 days to form a habit yeah huh but what if you fall off for one day? You have to start over? I think so. I think it's 21 consecutive days. But I think that like <laughs> the gratitude journaling, like I genuinely, at, at, I think in the beginning thought it was a joke. And then I did it. And I honestly, like I rated my happiness scale from a scale from one to 10. And over, I think three weeks after I'd done it for three weeks, my happiness increased. Really? I, there's lots of studies that show that choosing to point out three points of gratitude a day over a very short period of time increases your happiness. So I was doing that during the marathon. Mm. I talked about it on here while I was running and I was so tired and I, you want to give up and you go through like this whole self doubt where you just think like, I can't go any further. I was sitting there being like, I am healthy. I Mm -hmm. am able to run. Like I have supportive partner. I have supportive family. I have supportive friends. Like I am doing this to raise awareness and doing mm-hmm. this to, and then I just went through that. And then I thought, how could I stop when I have that going for me? And I feel like so grateful to just be able to do this. And that was how I was trying to flip my mindset while I was running. It That's sucked. So I mean, it really was awful. So my question <laughs> is why, why have we not carried that into our daily life? I'll do it now. And I think it's been a lot of that through baseball, like recently, because I think I've let lately a lot of like outside noise kind of like infiltrate my mood Mm. and like dictate how I feel in situations. And it's like, I bring up the game because it's like half of my life is going to baseball games. And I've tried to just let myself enjoy it. Like despite other things that are going on. Mm. And I went through this in playoffs and I fully talked about it in therapy. And I just was saying that I have such a hard time to just enjoy like what I'm doing in that moment because I'm thinking about the stress of playoffs and Mm -hmm. what if this happens and what if they lose and then da 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 and she was like why don't you just sit there and like cheer your heart out enjoy the game and be like grateful that you're there and you're happy and like you love watching the game right and I was letting all this other stuff get there and I just had to sit there and be like how great is this that like I'm able to be here I'm cheering on Justin I'm with my friends Mm -hmm. this should be fun And I was letting all of these things come into it and it was nice to just sit there and I've been doing it like the past few games of just being like, this is great. Like, yeah, they're going to lose or like bad things are going to happen or I'm going to be sitting next to a fan that like, I don't even want to talk about that guy. He sucks so bad. (laughs) Behind. behind. (laughs) Yes. Sitting behind this man every day of my life. But, and I just, I'm like, this is great. Like I'm happy in this moment and I'm enjoying this. And I have to like remind myself that like, I am grateful for this life. And I don't want to look back on this time and think that it was soured by like outside stuff or like worrying about what was going to happen tomorrow or in the next couple months or in, or what if this bad thing happens? Like I try to like push that out and focus on what I'm doing in that moment. One day at a time, one I, game at a time. I just giggle. Cause yesterday 
because yesterday I was sitting next to you <laughs> and Justin was up at bat and after he was done, I was like, Court, what are you thinking about right now? <laughs> and your thought process was like, I don't want him to get hurt. Yeah. I, I really- fully am always like, please just don't get hurt. Especially like he was being pitched in for that particular at bat, mm-hmm. which he crowds the plate and it's part of his stance. And I just worry. Yeah. And there's so many things that can happen. And I worry about, I, I, what did I say? I want him to not get hurt and I and want him to do well. Really well. I want, shine. I just, I just yeah. want him to do so well. And I, I was, I was just thinking about this now because it's so contradictory to what you're saying. But then when we won yesterday, you were like all in. And so, yeah. so I was present. all in before actually. Yes. I, know. I told when, you, I was like, they're going to win this it, game it, when I feel it in my bones. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is, it's about shifting that mindset that even it's in such that a moment, battle, like the bat, like Cause I will let myself go there and I'll get defeated. Or if like a fan makes a comment, it just kind of like sinks my mood. I just have to like push that out and be like, honestly, like I'm enjoying this and I can't let the outside noise. Cause if I let all of that come in and I've set the boundary of like not mm-hmm. searching on Twitter or not like reading things. And like, of course I see comments on posts and like, mm-hmm. it just happens. Like I'm not, I try to actively not seek out things but I'll see things get like retweeted into my timeline and all that, like limiting exposure to that or like not putting value in that or giving attention to that has been my ultimate struggle throughout like my 10 years with Justin. But I'm really, really trying to like not give energy to that. And it's changed it a lot. Like I feel like I have to enjoy it. Like this time is so it's fleeting, like it's Mm -hmm. going to be over and I don't want to look back and know that I like let people that just wanted to like take a full dump on everything like change my mood and take away from enjoying like what is a really freaking cool life that we have yeah and I think that you're bringing up something that a lot of the people who chimed in today had similar thoughts on which Mm -hmm. was how do we strike a balance and how do we really create boundaries in our lives and I think you're echoing that that it's difficult but you make you make you what is it you like chip away at it every single oh, day yeah. and that like no day. work in progress. I need to, I don't know if I'll get to 21 games in a row where I do this but <laughs> to form a habit, but I think it's like every day waking up and saying like my mindset today is X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. to be present, to stay grateful and to stay in like a, a, an attitude of gratitude. I always love when you say that an <laughs> attitude of gratitude. I think about also my focus lately. I'm just going on a little tangent here, but okay. like me not managing and this will get into like the friendships and like along with the boundaries but Mm -hmm. like how people react to like my boundary and how people even like this morning we were walking the dogs down the street Mm -hmm. as we do every morning and this guy has a dog up ahead without a leash on Mm -hmm. and like I just don't love it I'm sure your dog's great that's fine my dogs will probably run up to your dog Mm -hmm. and like I don't want it to be barking I don't want I don't know your dog whatever so we cross the street okay and this guy is like oh my dog's really nice like you didn't really need to cross the street like my dogs were fine and I was like it's fine Sarah like have a great day Mm -hmm. and he was just kind of like going on and was like well you didn't let it and I'm like I was like Justin like I am in just such a space lately where like I don't need to like manage if that guy is mad Mm -hmm. at this boundary or this choice that I made. And I think that is like my whole thing. I've always worried like, how is what I'm doing going to affect everyone around me? But if I'm like confident in my decision, which I was, I made Mm -hmm. the right decision for that situation. I don't regret it. 
and I'm doubling down on it. Like how he, if he goes inside and is like, oh my God, that neighbor, like made me feel like my dog was da, 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 da. I don't really care. And it like, I normally, I would be like, oh my God, should I like apologize? Like, should I tell that guy, like, I'm sure your dog's wonderful. And and I was like, honestly, no, because Mm -hmm. like, I don't like, and I like had to let that go because that's always been me. Like I'll say something or I'll say like, oh, I can't make it to this or this and that. And then I spend the rest of the day being like, oh my gosh, like I need to like, wait, let me say that differently. Let me reach out to them again. And I put so much energy and focus into other people's response to me doing what I know is the right thing. And that is like something I'm working on right now. Well, you're ruminating about other people's feelings and then how much time do you have left to spend on yourself and your own feelings? Zero. And, yeah. <laughs> it was bad. I mean, it's still bad. Like naturally I'm just someone that wants to like show up for people. I want to do things for people. I want people to, I don't know, love me. I want them to love me. No, but like just in I everything that I do, I feel bad and I feel guilt if I like let yeah. someone down or I can't do something. Like I would move mountains. If someone's like, oh, I can only meet this day. I would be like, oh my gosh, well, I have to like, do this. And well, I guess I was going to do this at that time, but let me push it and like do everything to make sure that I could like show up for that person. And now I'm like, I can't make it that day. Yeah. And that has to be fine. And I can't think like, oh my gosh, did I, did I lose maybe that opportunity with that person or did I upset them? Or did they think that I don't value this or X, Y, Z. And now I'm just kind of trying to like preserve my energy and like myself by being like, that has to be fine. Like it is what it is and move on. So sorry for the little tangent, but I I feel like that was important. I think a good way of like summing that up is when you abandon yourself and your needs, like nobody else wins, not even you. Nobody wins. When we abandon our own needs, we just, who wins? Yeah. And then you're not the happiest dog mom. You're not the happiest wife. And then the important things and then you, you can't keep giving back. So I think that, I don't know. I think it's about really setting our own needs first and following, following how that feels in our body. Like, I think that you, you said that with like such confidence, like I crossed the street and it was the right decision. Like knowing that. I mean, I know it was, but I normally would honestly spend so much time and I would ask Justin probably an hour later, like, do you think that guy's still mad at me? <laughs> I'm like, wait, I don't even know his name. Like, he just lives on our street. But I was caring so much about him when, like, why did I yes. need, I didn't doubt my action, but he made me doubt it because of how he was responding to it. And I know that's such a small scale example and like such a like minute thing, but I think that can translate into bigger things. But it's like, how do we choose to spend our, our emotional time? Yeah, I don't need to spend it on that guy. And get a leash. It's a law. Sorry, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) And we're not at the dog park. No, no, definitely not. And (laughs) and I think that you have a history with that. So why would you not be? Yeah. So anyhow, I think it's important how we choose our spend, how we choose to spend our time, who we choose to spend our time on, and especially in the mornings because that sets the tone. So bring it all, bring it all. Yeah. Well, I love that you brought up like who we spend our time with mm. and friendships. Cause that was a big one that people brought up. Yes. We had a lot of friendship breakups. Yes. Friendship drama. How do we deal with relationship breakups? So I'm curious if maybe this is all like a post pandemic, like spring cleaning in a, the friendship department, but we had a few theories on why, why there were so many responses about friendships. I think totally. I think the pandemic led to a lot of people taking such a deeper look at their life and their time and what they value. And so many people had 
I had so many friends with career changes, Mm -hmm. ones that were allowed to go back in the office and opted to stay home because they want to spend more time with their kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, just complete life changes and kind of like trimming the fat in friendships because Mm -hmm. realizing, I don't know, time is limited. And I think we just saw it in COVID when we weren't allowed to see people, like what were we missing Mm -hmm. when we were going through that? Yeah. It's like we were all just going through the motions and never in a million years did we ever think anything like that would ever happen where we couldn't go and see our family members. We couldn't travel. We couldn't just go grab a coffee with someone. Like yeah. you had to mask up and pick it up and leave and go to your car and then or talk to someone through a window or six feet. Yes. And I think we're like, oh my gosh, I really miss that. Like we we really didn't realize how good we had it before. And then I think now I don't know, just looking at things differently, like how much time we give to work and Mm -hmm. people doing the thing where, oh, I'm not answering emails after five o'clock. I'll get them to you in the morning. And even me, like I've noticed sending emails after hours. I'm like, oh my gosh, is someone seeing this at nine o'clock and thinking that they have to respond to me? Then you need to schedule send that. Yeah. So I'm like just being aware of that. But yeah, back to like relationships and friendships thinking, I don't know, like what friendships and what friends that you're meeting up with feel like a chore yeah like, oh gosh this person keeps asking me to go to coffee but like I don't really like am I just doing it to check it off yes and like reevaluating. and if you are just doing it to check it off how do you cut it off that's uh, oh oh <laughs> you know I love confrontation <laughs> I hate confrontation I think I will you stay would, with you friends would, yeah. for the rest you of avoid my it. life which you'd think that I would honestly thrive in confrontation because I feel like I can give like a quick response and I have like I'm not I don't know but if court has history with someone it's much more difficult so totally I well so many people are like that I've talked to so many friends lately and I went through this whole thing but just being like why are you friends with this person Mm -hmm. and I've had my therapist ask me that why are you friends with this person well, I've known him forever. Okay, why are you friends with this person? Well, we have history. Okay, but what are they giving your life right now? Mm-hmm. Great, you went to kindergarten together, so you can talk about how you guys used to go on this field trip and this kid in your class did this, but what do you really have in common now? And asking those questions about the people in your life, that mm-hmm. will really wake you up. I mean, I think there's like a few questions you can really ask yourself, right? Like, are you looking forward to seeing this person when you leave this friendship, like this coffee date or this dinner date or whatever event do you feel good inside or do you feel like are you like oh glad that's out of the way yeah do you feel like you just you just did your good deed of the week and then (laughs) and then I think like is this relationship balanced like am I getting something out of this relationship too or am I just in in my own personal life am I just ask acting like their therapist like Mm -hmm. I think relationships need to be balanced. I think that we need to feel validated and seen and heard in our relationships, especially our friendships. And when that's not available, we really, we reevaluate. And I think that that is the most difficult personally as an adult to look at my friendships and be like, maybe this person is no longer serving me. Mm -hmm. How do I step away from it? And I think we were talking about like this whole, how do you unfollow someone on Instagram that you you followed for like years and they're going to notice. I would notice, I think a hundred percent. But I think part of it is like, are you aligned with this person? Are you yeah. friend friendships are like sometimes seasonal, right? Like the season of life that you're in. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to say like this friendship didn't go past my high school season. 
and that's that's okay. But, but I then think- social media has them lingering in your life on right. Facebook and wishing you happy birthday once a year, commenting on a post. Right. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I have the hardest time. I did this the other day. I went through everyone I'm following on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I'm going down the line. I'm like, okay, I'm in a clean house. Oh. And I like, it was like two people. But then I really went back and I was like, I haven't seen some of these people in 10 years. Mm. But am I worried, going back to this, Mm. like, am I worried that they're going to see that I unfollowed them and they're going to feel some type of way about it? And they may, but we all own our own emotions. I know, you might see my list of how many people. Let's see. I follow. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Oh, I follow 399 people. The other day was I, Could I get that down to easily? I know I followed someone. I won't tell you who it was. <laughs> but can I get it down to 200? Probably. Yeah, but you said this and it's like social media gives you the illusion that people are closer to you than they really are. I mean, I work so many, like when I work events, I will meet someone and we'll work like a convention or we'll work like mm-hmm. something and we all follow each other. Right. It's like, why? Right. Like I'm not... Yeah. So, I mean, I I'm think- never going to see you again, but then they'll like be writing and like you have this like weird false, like online friendship <laughs> and it's strange. Right. But, but I, think, I, I'm going to, I think I you're going to have to keep an eye on that number. I, <laughs> I think you're going to, after, after this episode, ask yourself the questions like, do these people feed me my soul? Like me in some way, spiritually, emotionally, whatever. Um, do they make me feel good after I see them? Do I see them? Have I spoken to them in the last 10 years? And then that's the crazy thing, especially Facebook. Like I am X number of years removed from high school Mm -hmm. and I will still have like messages or like I'll see posts and I'm like, I honestly have not seen this person since the day we graduated high school. Yeah. And why? Like, I don't know. Facebook is, I don't know. Facebook, it's like, ugh. I just need to like deactivate it. I I think more so about the people that you keep close to you and totally. And what do you get out of the relationships? And are they an energy suck? Like, Mm. do they just drain you? And and that goes back to my question earlier, which is if you're constantly giving to these people who are draining you of energy, how much energy do you have in your life for the people who matter and for the people who deserve your energy? I think there's a difference of a friend going through something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like always I think about who is like who is sitting in the mud and who do I want to sit in the mud with? And then who am I just like, maybe like we just don't align anymore. Cause it's like, there's some of those friends that you're like, okay, they're going through it. Like I'm going to see this through, but then there's the people that like, you just don't really have anything in common anymore. Yeah. And I think it's, I don't know. It always used to say like, people would say, oh, I've been friends with this person for 30 years. Mm-hmm. That says so much about me. I haven't changed. <laughs> like I'm, and I go through that same thing too, of people being like, I'm worried that people will think I've changed. And I'm different now and if, and I'm not the same person and, oh, you moved to LA and you did this and da, 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 da. Like, oh, you're, you're not the person we knew. Mm-hmm. And that is my fear. Yes. Cause I want to be Courtney. I want someone to see me after X amount of years. And I've, I mean, I went to weddings of people from my high school and I can't even explain the blood flow I get <laughs> when someone says you are the exact same person. And, you and I'm like, so good. fuck yes, I am. <laughs> and I just, I don't know why. I, I mean, I want to be the same person like at my core. Obviously I'm going to grow and change, but that's always been the focus. And people always celebrate like, oh, I've had this friend for 30 years. I'm so loyal Mm. and I'm a good friend. Look at all of my people in my wedding that I've known my entire life. And I don't know if that's like necessarily always the greatest thing. Definitely not. But I think it's, oh, it's 
always been celebrated, like a long-standing friendship. Like my mom, not that I don't love her best friend, but she'll be like, oh my gosh, I've, this has been my best friend for 50 years, which they do have a really cute friendship and I love it. But that's not always something I think to celebrate and be excited about. I like, think this last year I've definitely changed my friendship groups and who I've been hanging around with. And I think that even like in stressful times, you see who your friends are. And I think COVID was a stressful time, but I know that even you had a story where like this was a life-changing moment for you and you recognize that your friend wasn't aligned with your values and you said bon voyage. Are you, <laughs> said adios. Um, my wedding, I actually got, I removed a bridesmaid out of my wedding mm -hmm. the day before my wedding while we were in Mexico. And I think that there's going to be people <laughs> who are shocked by that, but I think that the underlining story of this, like the underlining message of the story is that like, even in those moments, we see our I probably sound really bad for doing that, but I don't, your reaction to my decision that I made, I feel confident about. No, it was a great not, decision. No, not you. I just mean people listening are probably uh, like, oh my God, what a be? No, no. I think that that's the point here, which is like, you made the right decision for you around who you wanted to be surrounded with, like on your wedding this day. This was not the first incident. I, <laughs> I agree. No, I but my point, my point was that like, you, you didn't have to just put on a show to make everyone happy. You chose what was valuable to you on your wedding day. And this person didn't serve you and was just draining energy. And I think that that's huge. And I hope that the people who are messaging us saying like, help me get out of this toxic friendship would do the same, which is putting themselves first, yeah. even when it's uncomfortable, even knowing like, I hate, I hate confrontation. I hate being the bad guy. And help like, to have a wedding planner that like help facilitate the situation. <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> but even if not, it, it's okay to say like, hey, I've outgrown our friendship and I wish you nothing but the best and I'm here to support you from the sidelines, but I'm I'm not a main player in your life. And and I I saw that that like mm. <laughs> and I, This is why we need the video for the podcast. And I think that 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 discomfort is okay. Like sometimes we change and we grow in discomfort and sitting in that discomfort and saying like right now this feels icky but in three months I'm going to look back and be so grateful that I made that choice yeah it'll, it'll be on my morning gratitude list yeah it wasn't yeah it was difficult but I've I've actually had a few friends that have said I have someone in my wedding and just going through the preparation for the wedding I'm seeing that we don't have anything in common mm -hmm. I'm seeing that this person is not genuinely happy for me. They're making my life more difficult. This is allowing me to take that closer look at our friendship. What do I do? I've already asked them to be in our wedding. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, I have a story for you. You have up until the very last day to make this decision. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm happy to share this. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so jealous. I could never do that. And I'm like, wait, so you're going to have this person. They're like, yeah, I'll just have her like stand on the side of the pictures. And like, no. it won't really be a big deal. And I'm like, honestly, like it sucks. I it, I don't wish it on anyone and it was difficult. I mean, I, one day maybe I will tell this story, but, um, I recommend it if it's, I mean, if you're saying I'm just going to cut this person on my pictures, go through the motion, you're doing this to make sure that they don't feel some type of way, like take care of what you need to do. They might even be relieved. Mm -hmm. How do you prioritize your mental health in that situation? Yeah. And did your mental health get better once you cut her out of your wedding? hundred percent. So moral of the story. Well, there was just this anxiety of like, what's going to happen if I don't make this decision? It will get worse from here. And my wedding day is something that I cannot redo. Mm -hmm. 
unless you get married multiple times. But I was thinking, like, obviously, I get one day, one shot. Yeah, one opportunity. One opportunity. <laughs> Little Eminem. And I just thought this could get worse. And if I don't make this decision, like, I can't take, I can't redo my wedding day. I can redo my bachelorette party if I wanted to go on a girls' trip. Yeah. But like, I can redo many things in my life, and this is not one. And that was where I just felt like so strong in my decision. But yeah, it's hard. And I think it's that thing of, oh, Cor- I'm guaranteed the story is like, Courtney did this. She's so different now. She never would have done this. But the people in my corner, they agreed with me. They were supportive of me. And yeah, again, at the end of the day, like I, it was my decision and I couldn't base it on their response to it and how they were going. Like, I just had to know that I felt strong about my choice and it's tough. I don't, yeah, I don't wish it on anyone, but I guess that's maybe like an extreme friendship breakup. I don't really know. But I Can think you just ghost someone? I feel like that's my style. <laughs> no, we <laughs> we know that's also difficult. But I think that owning it and and saying like, hey, this this friendship isn't serving me or maybe even us. How do you recover from that? And I think that that's the question that a lot of the people have been, have been asking is like, what do you do post friendship breakup? And here I am to give some tips, but maybe based on your personal experience, do you have any tips? Like after the fact, after the fact, when, when you were upset, I honestly, I was in such a different space where I just felt relieved, Mm. but there are those moments and that person might reach out. My friend did reach out and it was difficult because the manner that they reached out was just more of the same. It was like very selfish, like making like no accountability. And Mm -hmm. so I think that after the fact just made me feel, I don't know that I made the right choice. It just kind of like sealed the deal that, okay, like this, no one made any like strides and and this was years later, but there wasn't any major growth or strides. So I think I don't know. It's, it's tough because that person might put up a fight and try to stay in your life. And I don't know. I just, for me, I just had to trust my decision and kind of stick with it. And it's sad because I am such a nostalgic person. That is my biggest, I just get so sad. Like I think about how things used to be. And I have a few friends like this that I've lost touch with. And I, I have like recurring dreams about seeing some of these friends that, Mm -hmm. you know, we just fell off. We haven't seen each other. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I wish it was like high school again. Or I wish it was like this again. I remember when this, and like, I think the important thing is to just celebrate those memories for what they were. And then just feel good about the choice that you made. Like, like you said, a season. I love that. I love that. Like that might've been my season of that friendship. And I got out of it what I got out of it and it no longer serves me and it's tough because yeah again I go back and I think about my gosh remember when this happened or you think of like an inside joke or something you watch a movie and you laugh and it's fine to I think be sad Mm -hmm. and yeah like celebrate those moments and those memories but yeah it's tough I don't wish it on anyone I keep saying that but I really don't it's tough I think that you're you're speaking to a huge point which is like a relationship breakup regardless of the status romantic friendship platonic it's grief. You're grieving and Mm -hmm. you have to give yourself the time to say like, this really sucks and I am going to get through this, but I'm also allowed to grieve. And then I think that like you talking to other people who may have had similar situations, who chose themselves over their friendships, it's really enlightening, but also it, it shows that 
people go through this and this mm-hmm. is this is something that is difficult but can be overcome and then I mean the answer to all things is like practice self-care how to give back to yourself and really invest in yourself so that you have other friendships that do flourish right and and do give back to you yeah and and I mean I think that that's the thing friendships come and go and it's like the ones that you really want to invest in are the ones that will stay the grass is greener where you water it and oh totally and and knowing that there are people that you can invest in that will be long-term that hopefully you'll never have to go through that friendship breakup with or the ghosting. <laughs> I hope we're not going to ghost. I love a good ghost. <laughs> I think it's That's al- a big thing. I think it's always easier to own our feelings and then mm-hmm. that way nobody's stuck in the dust and everyone can sort through their own feelings. Everyone owns their own feelings, right? Like if you were to ghost me, I'd, I'd deal with that in therapy. <laughs> I would hope. <laughs> I love that. But is it possible to... I think about this all the time with friends that I don't know, maybe it's not a f- time for a full breakup, mm-hmm. but you just are off track with them. Like, is it possible to fix that or yeah. is it just acknowledging like, okay, we're like, we just don't align anymore. Like, is it possible to like people brought up arguments in mm-hmm. a relationship, like arguments in a friendship, like could yeah. you write the ship? Like at what point is it, like I said, at what point can you sit in the mud with the person, go through it or mm-hmm. go through whatever you guys are going through, disagreeing on. And then at what point do you move on? I think it's also about tempering your expectations. So if you've really like fought with a friend and perhaps you don't see eye to eye, it's like, how does this friend show up to me, show up for me? Excuse me. Like in what way does this friend fit in my life? Like, mm-hmm. is this a friend that I only go to bars with? then they stick in that category. Is this a friend that I really enjoy going to the movies with? And then making sure that you have your expectations of the friend that you fought with or that you feel like you're on not so solid ground with. But yes, I do think that arguments are healthy, especially in friendships. I think it, it shows how you resolve conflict. And I think it's okay to say like, I don't really like how you behaved and maybe we need to take a pause. Um, and let's reevaluate our friendship in a few weeks once the dust has settled. Oh, that is so scary to say. <laughs> I think it's okay. And I think it's necessary. <laughs> and I think it practice. I'm getting hives listening to you say all of these things. But I think it, it does show you the strength of your friendship, right? And if, if at the end of that, you both can talk about your feelings in a really constructive way. Yeah. Then your friendship would be stronger. Because I have friends that I've never argued with. And I don't know if it's not good or if it's but great. I, think- I don't know. <laughs> I think you harbor the resentments of the things that they did instead of just actually saying like, hey, you did this and it really hurt my feelings. Well, I think it's short term like energy preservation. There's Mm. a lot of things that I'll be like, oh, it's not even worth bringing up. Right. But then do I let it go? Do you? That's the question. Probably not. Right. So (laughs) I'm like, I mean, come on. (laughs) I like hang on to things. So I think that at some point, maybe just saying like, I'm like the grudge master. These are the things that have been bugging me. That is so difficult to say. I guarantee there are people listening. They're like, I could never say that. I'm sure. But it's like, that's why text messaging is beautiful. (laughs) But it's like coming from an, I feel statement. I feel hurt that you call me this name or I, I feel hurt that you didn't show up to this event. And, and just stating it from like an, I feel statement. It's about how you feel and how that affected your life and asking them how the two of you can resolve it. Right. Yeah. And that's the important part, which is 
if this friendship is meaningful to you, if this relationship is meaningful to you, let's let's bridge let's bridge the gap and find some form of a solution that makes us both happy. That's so beautiful. It still gives me hives. <laughs> but I'm gonna work on it. So I mean <laughs> let, let's segue that into the final thing, which is like, what do we do with anxiety, Court? How do we deal with our anxiety? I know a lot of people I know that I always need these anxiety strategies, especially I don't know, people entering back into social situations mm-hmm. and going back to events and just overall people ask for different food tips mm-hmm. and supplement tips and things they can do in the moment if they are feeling that anxiety. Right. Came up with a little list. We did. So we did the typical like take some walks in nature, do a meditation, um, court through in the sauna. Yeah, Brad, our friend Brad. Yeah. And he likes to do a little sauna sesh if he's feeling stressed out. Wait, we do have to say this. So yesterday we walked around Dodger Stadium and every single person I met, I said, how do you take care of your mental health? <laughs> Everyone offered it up though. And there were like, there were so many people who were super proud. And yeah. one guy was so sweet and he was like, I love going to the LA fair and I love listening to live music. I and know. it was very sweet. And so... John, shout out John. Shout out to John. I won't reveal your identity. But. Shout out to everyone who answered my question because yeah. I think that that kind of inspired some of this list. So yeah. we got a lot of working out. Working out really helps with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, avoiding screen time. And then the obvious, but like should be said, we should be avoiding alcohol for feeling anxiety. And Totally. That will add to my anxiety beyond. Very much. Probably adds to anxiety the next day. I think so many clients have said, like, if I only didn't drink, I would have felt so much more in control and less anxious. Yeah. And then limiting caffeine intake. There's, like, all these funny TikTok videos. Like, (laughs) I had my six cups of coffee. Am I having a heart attack or an anxiety attack? Oh, my gosh. It gets me. I can't even. It's, like, the Starbucks level of caffeine. I have to do, like, Mm -hmm. it's three shots in there. I have to tell them to do less. Mm -hmm. Because I will honestly feel like I am having heart palpitations. Right. And right. it's making me feel like I'm having anxiety, which gives me anxiety. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and then I think it's like making sleep a priority. If that means that you have to use like um, something to help you fall asleep. Like there's mm-hmm. so many amazing products out there that help make sleep a priority. I don't know if you use any that you love, but uh, I've been doing magnesium before bed. Ooh. Just like a complete powder because I was doing melatonin and mm-hmm. just for me, the reaction wasn't great. I was having like very vivid, dreams. terrifying dreams, which I don't love. And right. I feel like even if the magnesium now is that placebo effect, but I know that when we're going to bed and Justin does the, it's like the vital protein, oh, the, the sleep, sleep one, yeah, Ooh, which is yeah. whole 30. So he got on that. And I've just tried to simplify it. I love that one too. Yeah. But even just, he'll be like, okay, I'm going to make our sleep drinks. And Mm -hmm. then we're going to head upstairs and just getting in that mindset of like relaxation Mm -hmm. and being able to fall asleep. Because if I am tired, I am not in a good place. Like I need my sleep and I definitely make my sleep a priority Yeah. to the point where it's kind of crazy. I'm like, I need this amount of sleep or I will not be good. So sorry, I'm doing it, but... So I think those are all our general tips, but there are so many other products in the market that help with like sleep and stress. And Mm -hmm. um, I think that it's about finding the right thing for you, but also talking to your doctor if you're feeling a super duper amount of anxiety that's not controlled. Yeah. What other habits you can incorporate into your lifestyle? 
Yeah. Um, We're going to finish it off with some resources because yes. I think it's important. We mentioned the Dodgers shared a story post mm-hmm. with resources, which is so important. Right. Um, you want to kick us off? I will. So I think that if you are starting to look for a therapist in your area and you are just going down Google, you are going to feel so overwhelmed. So there are three kind of like phone book like um, directories for therapists. So the most popular is always psychology today, but super overwhelming. There's so many therapists. I highly suggest going in and refining your search based on specialty or based on some other criteria that may be important to you, like their gender or whatever it is that you're looking for. Then there's also Zencare, Z-E-N-C-A-R-E, great directory. And a new one here in California is Frame, also really great. Um, I love working with all three of them. And then there's just really general organizations that I think are super helpful to mention, which are NAMI, National Alliance on Mental Illness. I think that they provide so many resources as well as mentalhealth.gov. And then our most important resource is if you are in crisis, to text the word HOME to 741-741. I think that that is really, really important. It's a crisis text line. They're available 24-7, especially in crisis. So I'm going to say it again, HOME to 741-741. And and if you need any more help, please just slide into my DMs. I have so many resources. Hopefully on our second episode, I'll drop some more. Yeah. But for today, those are those are a good good bunch. Yes. Thank you for sharing those. And at daily therapy dose yes. is the DM you can slide into specifically, but that's going to do it for today, but we will be back in two weeks to wrap up mental health awareness month and take a deeper look and chat about the mental health crisis. We'll have more responses to your questions. There's so many. We want to try to get to as many of them as possible. And we're talking, should we do a sexual health podcast? Yes. So I don't think all of your listeners know, but May is Mental Health Awareness Month. It's AAPI Month, but it's also Masturbation Month. Oh, and so, my oh my. So I pitched the idea, which is like, <laughs> perhaps we should do a sexual health focused one. I think I'm it would down. be fun. I think everyone will be like, oh my God, I could never listen to that. And then it'll be like me listening to Loveline under my <laughs> sheets when I was younger. So and <laughs> I, I don't know. Do you want to do a poll? How are, how are your listeners going to gonna- slide into my DMs? Do you want a sex episode? Oh, Sexual health and intimacy episode. I mean, you said it very fancy, but do you want the sex? (laughs) Yes, yes. Or not? Let us know so that (laughs) we can prep for that. Yes. Well, thanks for joining me and at Daily Therapy Dose. Make sure you follow. And as always, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. Rate and review Apple and Spotify listeners. We love to read them and get all of your feedback. And thanks for listening. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. See ya. Oh, taking Justin's line. Suck it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.